And a crazy ass Jew he was. Indeed. <laughs> People like the, it more and more. I, I like the smile right before the trailer ends. That was a good trailer cutting where he's like, it goes up slowly and then it just fades. I remember seeing that trailer and uh, realizing obviously it's Adam Sandler. And I was like, what the fuck is this movie going to be? Like, this. Yeah. <laughs> How many fart jokes are going to be in this? Yeah. Uh, well, Whitsy showed up in a fat suit as a sister. 
Right. <laughs> How much incest is there going to be? <laughs> Tune in and find out. <laughs> wow, I don't even see. Uh, I don't even see uh, Rob. Rob, what's what the fuck is Rob Schneider? Name? Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider isn't even in this one. Thank God. What the hell? I Rob Schneider is one of the henchmen. Like <laughs> it's not a typical Adam Sandler movie, that's for sure. <laughs> it's like he comes in. He's, he's like, I got to get my boys. It's fucking Rob Schneider. It's uh, Kevin. Kevin. The, Kevin Hart. No, Kevin. No, no, no. no. The, the white Kevin. dude. The, the fat white, white dude. Kevin. White Kevin. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. White Kevin. Kevin. No, white Kevin. Kevin can, in fact, wait. He can wait outside. <laughs> Kevin can wait. <laughs> Kevin can wait his ass outside is what he can do. Um, but this is movie night extravaganza. This is how we win. We just got yesterday 1,000 subscribers. I just got my mic here and I yelled into it. I hope I didn't traumatize anybody with that. But 1,000 We just lost 200 after that sentence, crazily. I don't know. <laughs> Very fickle. I, of yeah, course, am, am Ano. Ano. <laughs> Forrest Miller. Banned on Twitter, so don't look for me on Twitter. I'm not there. Too um, hot for Twitter. <laughs> Joined also by artist, illustrator, uh, Ben Burgess collaborator, and comic book aficionado. It is J. Andrew World. The Furby Bling. The Furby uh, you know, I, cre- I invented that stuff. I was in there at Radio Shack, like uh, welding on, uh, um, you know, uh, transistors to, to, to Furby. And uh, Adam Sandler took, took my idea <laughs> and made this movie. <laughs> Also joined by, I'm going to go right past that. Also joined by, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's better to do so. Yeah. Uh, Retired Versal host, Co Neutron, the Secret Friends. Uh, you know, Action Chief is his new, uh, you know, his, his new his new music on Bandcamp uh, that's that's on there right now. You can go uh, yes. stop this. You can go pick it up. I, I didn't say project. Note note that. Um, I, I I noticed you you like went for it. You're like that that that's it. That's it. Appreciate that. <laughs> Uh, you should get uh you should get all Adam those things to say Act, action chief. I could see I could see him saying you, <laughs> yeah. like, you, you could do you could do it in the uh, in his, one of his many impressions and voices. Uh, yeah, uh, this movie's great. Uh, I knew Adam Sandler could act. I saw and enjoyed Punch Drunk Love, but like I mean, it's astounding how good he is in here and the criminal that he was not nominated for uh, best actor. But I'm sure we will get into that because this is a exercise in anxiety. And uh, a, a wild ride of one. So as a self-proclaimed anxiety junkie, I'm uh, <laughs> ready to dive into Uncut Gems, baby. Let's go. Oh, yeah, man. I... Uh-huh. Group of Rank. Oh. <laughs> Uncut, well, Cut Gems in this now, <laughs> The gems have, in fact, been cut. <laughs> I was say, the, the gems got busted and didn't get cut. <laughs> but, uh, you know, also joined by Christina Oaks. I'm Christina on Twitch. Uh, and, uh, you know, Josh Safdie's uh, muse when, yeah, when you go around I'm saying I'm trying to sound like Julia Fox the whole time. So I'm going to talk like a valley girl. I'm, no, I can't do it. It's just amazing. Uncut jams. Uh, jams. It's, it's a weird, yeah, it's, it's weird because it's like valley girl, but like alternate universe Jersey version. Like it's a really like, yeah, because it's, it's a really weird. indeterminate origin. Actually, yeah. I think it's a Connecticut accent. Um, is it Connecticut? Okay. Uh, it might be Connecticut. Where is she from? Um, she is from Italy. Really? I was going to say Adam Sandler's imagination is what I would guess. Oh, she, she moved to New York City. Okay, that explains a okay. lot. Because a lot of people don't realize that for millennials and whatever, the, the accents are starting to kind of not sound like how they used to be, it seems. Accents. They don't make them like they used to. Nope. 
Nobody <laughs> wants to accent anymore. No. Where's that, Bill Maher? It must sound like you're from the, from the valley. Where I come from, the valley. Accent. Accent. Okay. What? Hey, no. like, okay. New rule. Okay. New rule. If you're going to make up a new accent, okay, I get. I don't know. <laughs> I'm confused at why Bill Skarsgård doesn't sound Swedish when he speaks English. Voice a lot of uh, a lot of people actually train themselves to like, yeah. like that, that come to America to act actually train themselves to speak either in an American accent or in the Mid Atlantic accent, which uh, no longer really exists, but never was an actual like quantifiable. I think um, it's a accent. Nordic Scandinavian thing because yeah, like which, I even which, know like Danish people don't when they speak American they don't sound like I'm like what is your accent like. <laughs> Well, look so at Arnold heard, Schwarzenegger. Like he had, he got all his stuff dubbed over in the, in the yeah. first movie. Yeah. So like when like, when, when exactly listening to, to Julia Fox, I'm like, I mean, why do you sound strong. like you're from California? <laughs> yeah. It would be funny if she uh, sounded she like she was from Sweden. And <laughs> point of order, she does not sound like a California girl. Point of order, she does not. Really? As, as the dude, the only person from California on this panel, she does not sound. She has. I guess she has an accent that, that that is uh yeah, but I was born and raised there. Like it's it's I've it's, been there once. <laughs> there, there are different dialects of Valley Girl, and hers is sort of like it, it's think of Christoph Waltz and Inglorious Bastards, where he's like trying to divine if they're for real or not because of their accents. It wouldn't oh, pass no. the Christoph Waltz test for Valley Girl. <laughs> I mean <laughs> Let me hear the music. My, you know, like. my, we have an area where I look called the Valley, and, and if you come from the Valley, that means you're basically white trash. Ah. So I come from the preppy. Valley right here, the uh, the old Hudson Valley. Nobody calls that the Valley though. They should. They should start. I'm starting it. Well, I want to hear what a Valley girl sent, uh accent that comes from the Uncanny Valley sounds like. There we go. I think that, not just similar to, uh, to, to to Julia Fox there. I, I was going to say X Machina, but yeah, that works too. <laughs> Uncut jams. Yeah, she, she said that even weird though for like a fake Valley Girl accent. I, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's like a, I actually like she's they she they did like every time she goes viral for something she says. One time she talked about like an eye makeup look she did, and she's like, mm-hmm. I actually did it myself. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, it's the weirdest. <laughs> It's just a bizarre accent, like, and more power to her. You know, it's it's it's. I, she can act, but I'm like, you 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 got to work on like your your like presentation and like yeah, so, like how to socialize. Because when you do interviews, you're just you're just weird. I like the weirdness, but it, I'm like, yeah, you got to work on your fucking presentation, like me. Let me let me coach you through it. <laughs> hey, when I say low cut, I didn't mean that low cut. <laughs> At least they didn't. Mis- I meant. Yeah. Uh, I meant. At the least Borat, they haven't mispronounced fucking... her name, like with John Travolta and Adina Menzel, who's also in this film. So wait, real quick. I, I only know her from this film. I had no inclination. I didn't know who she was before this film. Was she like really? someone that was known before this? Like as yeah. like a okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. She was in Playboy. No, oh, <laughs> yeah. She was actually the new the caster is the new Hugh Hefner. Who would have Who would have guessed? No, she was. Um, she comes out of Wicked. Uh, oh, we're talking about Demon's Out. I don't. I don't know anything about it. <laughs> oh wait, do you mean no, Demon's no, no, no. or yeah. do you mean uh, Julia Fox? Yeah, I meant Julia Fox. Oh, Julia yeah, Fox. No, this was her first. This is okay. Yeah, this is her first movie. She was in Playboy before this. Uh, like that was her other big thing. Um, I bet. Uh, you know, he's known you know, for being viral on TikTok because of us. Yeah, idiots. that I'm familiar with. And like honestly, I sw- I think I saw that before I ever saw the film. So I was like, who is this chick? And like, why is she speaking in this manner? <laughs> <laughs> so she because the reason that she says that she was the muse for this movie is because they like kind of found her. 
uh, and like cast her in this when she hadn't actually because she hadn't really been in. Okay, I see. All yeah. Right, that makes- so this was like a role that was crafted, I guess, for her. I mean, the name is literally Julia. Where? where, where uh, so since I'm already taking us down this rabbit hole, where where was she discovered, or where did they find her? Here, this is uh, this is this is them talking about. Um, so I know we we basically got out the out of the intros the skin of our teeth, but like I, I'm I'm <laughs> genuinely curious. All right, so this is this is them talking about the auditioning process for this. Um, cool. Which apparently they had wrote this. They they did 160 rewrites on this movie. Which is an the insane rant. So the anxiety that you're feeling throughout is probably the anxiety they felt every time they had to change something. But we got to make a new draft. Fuck. Uh. <laughs> to go back to the Sandler question. Yes. Eventually, Good Time was the film that broke contact. Okay. Yeah, man. Movie and, yeah, that's and, when I decided these guys are good enough. Okay. <laughs> we're ready for the series. Yeah, yeah, they're ready. It's yeah. a, I actually think when I look back on my myself, the 25 year old version of myself who actually had the nerve to think, yeah. ah, I'm gonna go. We're gonna go off for the, out to Adam Sandler. I think uh, what an obnoxious little no, shit. No, no, that's yeah. just a driven young man. Yeah, but yeah. but I, I understand you guys did some <laughs> prep before the film. You know, yes. to kind of do some tests, try and find the character. Yes, I uh, went down to, uh, and studied with uh, you. You guys hooked us up with getting the inn on Forty Seventh Street. We got to know the block. Mm-hmm. Got to do a lot of um, um, sitting there watching different jewelers sell stuff. Um, they taught us the game a bit, all right? And uh, then gamblers became a big part of is a big part of the movie. So you guys set us mm-hmm. uh, me up and all of us up with hanging out with gamblers and watching games. And and was Julia involved in this prep at all? Julia, well, I remember when you first called Julia to do this, how she said, "Can I have pickles when I'm there?" <laughs> <laughs> Julia, you, yeah, we, do you remember the night when we were with all the gamblers watching a. Uh, Basketball? Of course. Yeah. How could I forget? And was, <laughs> well, did you give any? Was there direct? Like, what was well, the it started before that? Day, it was a two-day thing. The screen test with you. It started off in Barney. Yeah, right? we yeah. did Barney. Yeah. Then we did a karaoke, not a karaoke moment. Right. Um, Oh, man, I remember Which I had a song. We did was, Wicked, games, Wicked Games, and then we did a duet. Um, which was cute. What was it? What was the, what duet? Was the duet? I don't remember. I remember though the duet was. Uh, I remember. Was, I remember you did. It was uh, like a. Through. It was like a Cheryl Crow moment. Oh man. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and it was cute. Um, <laughs> but I hadn't before, slept the before, night before. I was so tired. I was like, and this so is, out of it. and this is all before the movies even happened. Right? Like four months before. Yeah. 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 Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, you guys did a lot of prep. I, you know what I loved in the the screen test that you guys did was the. Um, you know the scene that we the scene that that we wrote that's not in the movie is Howard's character and her character. She wants to buy a dress, mm-hmm. and uh, Howard genuinely thinks Julia looks better in one dress. Genuinely, the aesthetics, everything he thinks it complements the body. It also just happens to be cheaper. So I think it's just because it's cheaper. No, I think he actually likes it. That's, 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 that's both. I was playing both, and 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 your character wanted this other dress that you like because you thought it actually you looked better in it and I think and you only liked it because it was more expensive <laughs> and then Mordecai who was working on the costume department with Bianco yeah. Mordecai played like a Barney's yeah and I remember yeah. he was so confused about the concept of acting yeah said, well, wait weird. were we filming that yeah. I said yeah 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 we were yeah, yeah, yeah. and there's a camera on me I was like don't worry about where the camera was Morty but uh and then whenever she went into the dressing room you would Morty yeah, aside, yeah, but the the, the yeah. chemistry between the two of you was really cool to see. Yeah, and it, did it was funny. I remember everyone was like trying not to laugh. 
Right. Put that on the extras, on the DVD extras. It's, maybe. Maybe. Do they have DVDs anymore? Yeah. yeah. My favorite, on the cassettes? <laughs> my, my favorite part, Sam, is the outfit that you're wearing is kind of like LeBron's off day outfit. Right. You know yeah. when like, you see a basketball player not yeah. on their game day? They're kind of like it's dressed like down. Yes. Yeah, like so the... cool. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, right. she was a uh, clothing designer. Uh, first, and then did the nude modeling for Playboy, and then was like an artist, like a multimedia artist, and then I guess she ran out of clothes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as one does. I mean, That's... she I uh, doing the same. Apparently, two years before doing uncut uncut jams, uh, she did a an art exhibit called "R.I.P. Julia Fox," where she uh, put her own blood all over canvases, which most Julia Fox Ooh. thing I think I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, sounds, sounds like that art piece and sorry to bother you. I, I remember <laughs> not like not knowing anything about her when I watched this, and I was like, Yeah, she's like, she's like pretty hot. Like, they found uh, so like kind of because I knew she it was her first movie, and I was like, Yeah, wow, they kind of found her out of nowhere. And like, you know, and then the more I hear about her, the more I'm like, Yeah, she's hot, but like when she opens her mouth, you're like, And yeah, and not, she, doesn't even, <laughs> she doesn't even have to open her mouth because I like I think about like the Kanye West weird fucking denim pictures that they took and this new thing with the low rise. Uh, low rise. I, 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 I remember when they dated, which was not that long ago, and like this was when when Kanye was going through with with Kim K, and like he was like, it's not right for her to date Pete Davidson, but it's totally cool for me to be with Julia Fox. Like it was just a hypocrisy. I was like, dude, what? Shut up. You're, you're no, Julia Fox so is kind of the. Uh, I feel like Julia Fox is the female version of like a Pete Davidson. I guess I can yeah. see that. Yeah. When they get together and start making babies, it'll be weird. I hope that's like, yeah, happen. we both dated, you know, <laughs> these people, but like no. I barely know who most of those people are, but I appreciate it nonetheless and we'll continue nodding. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 Pete Davidson was, was in uh, Julia Fox. Squad. You gotta have to do yeah, oh, I, oh, I know who she is. Don't worry about that. <laughs> but Pete Davidson was in, in Suicide Squad. He was uh Oh, that's the, right. Okay. The cannibal of the face or whatever. Like within <laughs> the first right. couple minutes. I knew he was gonna die the moment he got cast, and I was like, he's a lot of people the were, first to go. Yeah, a lot of people were very excited when, when that guy did it, so that speaks a lot to his character. I, I literally made the joke and said I bet uh Kanye West watches this on a loop over and over again. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. But yeah, I mean, for someone that didn't have a background in acting, I thought she did a pretty good job. She did a great job. Yeah. That character yeah. is great. I think this uh, movie's She's not... She's good at I playing mean, like a mistress, you know? Like, I could see her playing those types. She she was a professional dominatrix. Mm. Explains a lot. Yeah, with, the hand, with the hand, the hand dress. Choking her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I, uh, I, I quickly read up on her, and I'm just like... Oh yeah, how quickly? <laughs> she also did a documentary on sex workers in Nevada. Where did so, uh, where'd she go to where'd she go to college? What what uh... Nevada? Thank you. Don't Nevada. have family there, so you know. This, yeah. is, this is probably gonna be a fun <laughs> podcast to listen to for our audio. <laughs> <laughs> it drives me crazy when like especially newscasters get it wrong. It's like, ugh, it's a pain. Yeah, but I'm half deaf, so I have an excuse. Oregon. Oregon. <laughs> Oregon, not Oregon. It's not Oregon. Is the half that you're deaf, the Ada in Nevada, or yeah, 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 it's that piece of it. Yeah. Well, wait, wait, wait. look to, to, to take us take us back on track. Wait, I, I, have mean, I, you... I have one more. I have one more. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, and Andy left, lost half his hearing. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a hell of a bet. I think she's an intrinsic character to the plot. I, th I, I think it like it's almost. 
I think better that she didn't have like, you know, this, this rich resume of acting behind her, because I think like the character pops and seems much more real because you're yeah. like, who's this chick again? Cause, cause she carries herself with a certain degree of authority and she's, she's good at it. And I guess arguably you could be like, how much acting is there? I don't know if somebody wants to go down that route, but like, I think she did a really good job and like that she's perfect in that character. And yeah, you believe and, it. You believe and, that. And, and and I feel like uh, so many characters in this play themselves, or at least some version of themselves, right? Like, like all the Diamond District people are all just like literally Diamond District yeah. people. But also, I mean, <laughs> Kevin Garnett and The Weeknd, yep. and she feels like she's playing like a version of herself pre-acting uh, fame or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, which yeah. I mean, it literally was, but like, you know what I mean? Like, like a like a version of herself, a younger version of herself. Uh, she was She was again in character her entire life. I love Adina. But, but then at the center of the movie is Adam Sandler playing a character wholly like different from anything that he is. So it's kind of a curious thing to like yeah, surround. Because he's really like Billy Madison. <laughs> Which is and why he, it was a shame. He made him go back to school before he could be uh, <laughs> a, like a, a person in the Diamond District. You know what yeah, I mean? That, that's what happened. Uh, that's how he got on Saturday Night Live. You know, then uh, he had to play golf. It was all the thing. Like that. Okay. I was telling my mom about this film. She's like, wait, this film got good reviews and it was Adam Sandler movie with, with Adina Menzel and Kanye's ex. And I'm like, <laughs> because it's great. Like, it no. <laughs> he can actually act. And, and, and the he, guy who made Vanna White's dresses. <laughs> and, and and the fact that he can't like not only acted, but acted his ass off on it, but didn't get an Oscar nomination. Again, I'm just going to bring it up now because I think a lot of people just figured they knew what it was and they just didn't give it any chance, give it a chance. And that's because like he has a whole career of like making a certain kind of movie that is probably not to the taste of the Academy is probably the best way to put it. And people just assumed it was some not derivation. Of either. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> during the 2004-2005 Oscar season, I think. Yeah, I mean, like, with the exception of, like, Punch Drunk Love and uh, there was a, that other one he was in. Like, they, he's just not considered, like, a quote-unquote serious actor. But, like, then he gives a career best performance yeah. and, and is is objectively badass, practically. I mean, I, I feel like love him or hate him or, like, indifferent, uh, anything in between. Like, indifferent. It's, a, it's a good performance. And, like, it's not him being him. He's like, be it like it's legitimate acting. And the fact that it wasn't even nominated, let alone, uh, you know, one is it's sad. It's sad because it, because the way, the way I think of it is that like there's a certain mindset, especially now, where people feel that they're very busy and that they don't have time to check out quote unquote everything. And really, the sense of overwhelming is baked into part of the design. But unfortunately, what that means is that people that actually try to do new things and push themselves out of like maybe what the comfortable box that people think that they're in sometimes don't even get credit for doing that because people won't even pay attention. They say, again, they assume they know what it's going to be. Which kind of makes it uh, interesting that ATO4 has popped up as like a distribution company that, you yeah. know, film fans HBO are like, Max has acquired all the films. So like it, it oh, kind yeah, of, really? uh, that's why, that's why you can't, you suddenly can't get it on, on Netflix, I guess. Um, cause it's all I, HBO I, Max. Um, there you go. Movie next extravaganza brought to you by HBO well, Max. If I, if I had known oh, that, I would have saved 10 bucks, now. but yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. If you, if you're making money already. Free. <laughs> but, um, no, I, I think it's fascinating that, uh, A24 has popped up as like a, a premier film distribution, not production company Yeah, because they can kind of put the label on. So whatever it is, and it has a certain, like it's, the movies usually have a certain like Miramax in the nineties, you know, like, yeah. like, uh, yeah. uh, you know, Harvey Weinstein had good people, you know, finding good films 
Um, to make it for the, uh, the, the actresses, but you know, <laughs> the, the, the they get away with the uh, good uh, sexual harassment. Yeah. What if Paltrow did not deserve that Oscar for Shakespeare Love? I said it. Who, mm, I, don't, I barely remember it, so I'm gonna I'm another gonna another Adam Sandler movie where he gives a solidarity. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't say. I mean, it's not a serious performance, but it's like a, a multi light performance. I guess is Funny People. I don't know if you guys have seen that. Funny People's good. I'm aware of it. I haven't seen it. Good I'm drama. aware of it. He says. <laughs> oh, it's a. It's a I'm aware of it. Not it's aware of it. You in the academy, the guys. All the all the comedy guys in it, right? Like. Yeah, it's it, it's all the all the normal Judd Apatow oh, people. Uncut gems. I'm aware of it. <laughs> <laughs> is that what they? Is that what? Is that what the uh, the African Jews uh, <laughs> trapped in Ethiopia? It's heavy shit. <laughs> Man, we we we, we made it. We, you know, you know when uh, Majority Report didn't renew their deal with Peacock, we we uh, decided to. You know, <laughs> exactly, we we snapped that right up. Sounds of <laughs> never mind. There was something I was gonna say. I'm not gonna say it. Distribution is important for film success. That's right, Frodo Patronus baby. You're correct. About that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I I I like this movie. I like this movie a lot, and I think Adam Sandler's performance is like criminally underrated, and and like the amount of disrespect that he gets, uh, well warranted, I think, in in yes. in 99 <laughs> cases, well, but like. This movie kind of shows that you know he 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 can act if he wants to. He clearly he clearly doesn't. Usually. He's good. Like again, I look. That's it's, my boy. Whether whether you fuck with a movie or not, like it's it's the the acting by Adam Sandler is like objectively good in this. Yes. Like you, I feel you like a lot of film critics like couldn't bring bring themselves to say that either. Like they, the acting from Adam. Adams, Adams. <laughs> yeah. I need to go to the Zohan. And that's got to be, you know, like whatever. And like Adam Sandler's like crying himself to sleep at night on his bed of millions of dollars. You know, like he's doing, he's doing fine. He's doing fine. But like that has to suck to like know that you get something that comes in. Oh yeah, over Wedding the, Singer was really good too. That comes in over the transom is great. You put all your whole heart and soul into it, are great in it. The whole thing turns out great. And like all the nerds love it. And then it just still doesn't matter. People just st still think they know exactly what it is. That's heartbreaking. Yeah, although if you saw that uh, the trailer for this, I don't think you could possibly you know assume that you know what it is you know what i mean like that trailer because I, I don't know i just i, I am not by any stretch of the imagination an adam sandler fan i'm not like an adam fan. sandler hater like i i just you know i'm pretty i just i'm indifferent if he's in a good movie i'll watch it if he's not you know i will you're adam sandler ambivalent and that's okay yeah just like i was showgirls <laughs> ambivalent um so uh <laughs> all the big questions i fence it um but yeah i, I think it's kind of uh interesting that uh adam adam sandler kind of was i don't know like his, his performance in this is good it also it also makes it feel like uh i kind of lost track of what i was saying but it kind of makes it feel like the rest of the movies you want him to um act that well you know what i yeah, mean like, well totally it's very clear that like on like a lot of movies it's just like hey i'm doing the thing everybody Ooh. look at me <laughs> and and the thing is it, it and Okay, so think about the level different than uh, Elon Musk's Raspel for a little bit. Uh, 
God, I can't believe that man has that. Hold on, I'm not going to let this pivot off of that. It, it, it's it, it also shows that like if you get that level of reaction from you know the the critics at large when you put your all into something and presumably you know it takes something out of you, right? And then you're like, or oh, I can just squash, 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 and then like that's a success, and <laughs> you make like two, here's, Lewis. here's a whole lot of casino, hold on, and it's like here's your suitcase of like twenty million dollars for your squash, 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 like. What, what are you incentivizing? Like you're incentivizing the 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 the, the I guess we'll call it the proletariat bait, right? And and just saying that like that's that's what you're allowed to do, clown. Stay in your lane is what you're saying. Yeah, and and this also this movie came in the middle of a um uh I, I remember like people that I know that are like really into film and like talking about it were like enraged by the fact that Netflix uh had like a six six movie Adam Sandler deal and each movie got worse than the last one. It was literally <laughs> yeah. well, no, they were literally churning out these movies that one of them was like the one where he's uh it's like the sixth horseman one or whatever. That, yeah, yeah, that, that one out, that like, one like everybody like who worked on it hated. <laughs> working on it yeah uh, and like Danny Trejo, who never possible. says anything bad about anybody had like bad things to say about that movie <laughs> so no so it's like but people were enraged about it so for adam sandler to pull out like a like a goat performance i would say right like yeah. his performance in this is fucking goaded up and for him to be able to like do that after everyone was insanely mad at him for that amount of time like holy shit how is he like all these movies that i would want to see made aren't getting made but this is getting made this adam sandler movie for like multi like you know what i mean like millions of dollars like I don't know. Yeah. It's just kind of a. It's a big fuck you. I think in a in a good Even way. Daniel Day like, Lewis uh, praised his performance. When you get Daniel Day Lewis to yeah. like say yo, this ain't good. no Hoobie Halloween, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> also, this is in a Criterion collection. Is is it? Yes. Oh good. Oh, that's it. That's awesome. Well, see, Criterion knows what's up. I also say that, and this is something that I I, uh, I was thinking about. You could almost like ninety five percent lift and shift this entire movie and put it in like. 1978 or something with yeah. like people that like knew nothing about adam sandler because he was like a child then right <laughs> and 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 like people are like wow that's a great performance he must be one of the best actors of your time this is such a sci-fi <laughs> movie what are those little things that they're talking into no yeah, well, why what are these things don't worry about it. it's like star trek, oh, okay, it's a star trek. also the word fuck is used 560 times the fourth yeah. highest in a film nice can't be yeah. wall street or goodfellas What's the third? What's the second? Wall Street Goodfellas. What's, what's the other? It only. It doesn't even say. Oh, <laughs> can't throw around numbers like oh, that. You're playing with my heart. Sorry, swearing you're playing with movie. my fucking heart. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, it's high up there. It's up there. I'm assuming. Yeah, Deadwood is a TV show, not a movie. So Deadwood would obviously. Just the film. But there was a movie. We use the word fuck. There was a Deadwood movie, but I feel like it's less cursing than the series. Yeah, I know. Really, because right I just remember. Um, uh my, my boy uh standing up there um just saying this one fuck, gives fuck, uncut fuck. gems the seventh uh swat like the seventh whatever like slot but then they say the oh, are you one. using uh celsius or fucking height <laughs> <laughs> but this one says the the movie that this this movie should be disqualified fuck a documentary on the word uh should not be no fuck that get that get off the fucking screen come on, <laughs> come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. people <laughs> yeah um, oh, wow. They also said Eddie Murphy's Raw, which I don't think is stand-up special. Stand-up special. Stand-up special. Stand -up special. Come on. Elvis Presley's granddaughter, Riley Keough, auditioned for the for a role. I'm assuming she auditioned for Julia Fox's role. Mm -hmm. She's in a lot of A24 movies, isn't she? Yeah, she, she, she was, was in... She was in uh, 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 Under Silver Lake, right? Yeah. Yes. She's good. Thank you. 
yeah, they've A two four also uh, distributed. Um, I feel like a lot of a lot of like their. Oh yeah, she was in Mad Max Fury Road too. That's where I was. Yeah, she's uh, a lot yeah. Of, uh, oh, yeah. I knew there's another movie All we covered. Films, I believe. Yeah. I'm trying to see. I, I don't think I've seen any of those other movies, but uh, yeah, I A two four also does. Um, John Ross, John Rasho, I see you. Uh, they did Midsummer, right? They distributed that, and uh, they did do Midsummer, and they're, uh, they are becoming quite, you know, a good like a pretty fantastic movie distributor. Yeah, Green I'm Knight. Looking, the sex scandal that the uh, that the uh, CEO is going to have in uh, 20 years. <laughs> oh, great! Thanks, thank you for. <laughs> oh, Andy. <laughs> Secretly invested in by uh I feel like you find out like Army Hammer is secretly invested in it and he's like he actually did eat that woman. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh yeah, you guys broke that piece in the New York Times this weekend. Do, well, do you yeah. know what is okay, all right, enough about the cannibal. Or sorry, aspiring cannibal. My bad. Uh do you know what the highest grossing A24 picture to date is? Ooh. Everything uh everywhere all at once, right? Yeah, and that's because they charge twenty dollars at the <laughs> for watching. It cost twenty bucks. Um, I, I yeah, remember. Another, I was. I was like. I was seeing the goddamn theater. Thank you very much. They did. Uh, they they did Spring Breakers. I completely forgot that they. That was the first. Oh, wow. Spring Spring break. Break. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's so much. There's so much sex scandal in that movie. That yeah. movie is a sex scandal. Between between like Harmony Corinne and whatever weirdness he did for a fucking long ass time and James Franco, like <laughs> he's trying to make a comeback, and I'm like, <laughs> don't call it a comeback. Yeah, he, uh, he got caught. He got caught going through Meryl Streep's purse on the set of David Letterman and banned for like 15 years. And a big wow. part of the uh, a big a big part of like when they were doing the Spring Breakers promo is Letterman wouldn't let him come on. He let James Franco come on and promote the movie, and. Uh, Fucking James Franco was asking him why not, and like a bunch of times he's like, "Okay, fine, fine, I'll, I'll tell you why." He, I came in, I saw him going through Meryl Streep's purse, and I said, "You're never allowed back on the show. We have never had somebody like rob somebody at the show." But it was because he was such a junkie at the time. Damn. Oh man, you know what's um... still doesn't explain Oz the Great and Powerful, but okay. <laughs> yeah, that, that had a lot of uh, potential, but not what? great, folks. Not this great. This has an Oscar win. I think Tilda Swinton. Yeah, is in this. Yeah, on the phone. Yeah, she's the uh, the one who sets the prices for the auction. If I remember. Yeah, Should, uh, a, a good a good comeback from Doctor Strange. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah. This movie. This movie is kind of crazy for the the fact. I mean, of course it is, but this movie is kind of crazy for the fact <laughs> that like a lot of the people working on it aren't actors. Like, um. And then John but, Amos uh, just shows up as the neighbor. <laughs> like, like the guy that plays Phil. Uh, like mm-hmm. the gangster that ends up fucking killing him. Spoiler alert if you haven't watched this movie, but the gangster ends up killing him. What's well, just like a gangster dude? Like he looks like 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 exactly. He looks like the exact dude he's playing, which is like you know someone jokes around with him, he just gives him like you know the the, the death stare. Right? It's like well, okay, give that guy a wide <laughs> berth. <laughs> like whatever he's up to, we want to be on the other side of the street. How am I funny? It. Funny how? <laughs> funny like a clown? Yeah, funny exactly. Say as little of that man as you can. Yeah. Speaking of good mouths and gangsters and guys looking like gangsters, uh, Paul Sorvino. Yeah, R.I.P. to R.I.P. to Paulie. Um, I, I I think that though, uh, yeah, him. I I think you posted yesterday the, the thing of uh him uh walking out in the Goodfellas and fucking uh like Paulie Walnuts from uh from the Sopranos is there on the corner in front of him. 
And he's like, hey! <laughs> I completely forgot he was in that. He was in Goodfellas, but he was. Half of the Goodfellas, po- half of the Goodfellas posters, they're gone. All that's left is De Niro and, and Pesci. Yeah, yeah. And watch out for it. Was such disdain. All that's left is De Niro and Pesci. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, we have to have an equal level of disdain for the disdain that they held uh, Ray Liotta in for the rest of his career. That's true. By the way, uh, Ray Liotta, last role he was in, Blackbird, available on Apple TV, which is quite good. Okay. And the other one was uh, Many Saints of Newark, which I, I, I thought uh, I thought uh, so that Adam okay. Sandler movie was uh, you know Halloween Hoobie was his uh, last film. Yeah. And I was uh... <laughs> guys, what's your favorite Adam? Sandler <laughs> Whoever greenlit it, that should be their last film. <laughs> what's your favorite Adam Sandler movie that's not Uncut Gems? Oh boy, I like I like Funny People. Yeah, Funny People's good. I would I would go with Punch Drunk Love. Yeah. I'm gonna say Wedding Singer because I love Billy Idol. Yeah. I can't believe they, they made what is singer into a musical but there's no billy idol in it, it so yeah i have i have uh i, I feel like i've i've just, like destroyed with amnesia most adam sandler movies so i'm looking through the list right now to see smart <laughs> there's so many of them i don't know but some of them are actually like like uh little nicky was kind of fun like i'm not gonna say it was like well, great I, or anything, I, but... yeah, well, it wasn't, but i forgot yeah, I mean, john stewart was in baby daddy i'm like oh when he did have great hair so Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, so rather than naming favorite or least favorite Adam Sandler movies, can we just talk about how all the non-actors on here, like all the Diamond District people, are actually dudes that do that all day long? And it's it's interesting because it it seems very they know authentic, you know, like because it is authentic. Yeah, they're really in the Diamond District. Although I don't think you could just bring uh, cameras into the Diamond District and not like have those random ass people in there like running around the jewelry store. Yeah. No, for sure. Well, I mean, it, they they let them know they were in a movie. Right. So that's uh, but but like the, the fact that they got these people and it's some of these scenes are very tense. They're tense and in, in, intense. And like everything's happening very ratatats like bah, 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 bah. But they're like making the deal for this, that like, hey, the face going to be like 40 percent, you know, this, that, that. And they throw out all the jargon. But it's awesome because like Sandler in character totally like did his homework and can throw down with all of it. So it makes it even more tense and crazy because it, like it, unless you're like a degenerate gambler or something you're not going to know all of these like phrases and all of these these uh um jargon and but these folks obviously do and like you think they're going to sit there and like deliberate on like they're in a Tartoski movie no of course not they're going to they're going to be like pop 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 on the next yeah, that doesn't, that, there's no deliberating in the diamond district. um <laughs> no i uh my mom, so my mom ran a jewelry uh, company in the city when I was a kid. And um, like, I, we, I think she stopped when we, we moved upstate when I was like six or something. And then like, she still makes jewelry, but it never like took off the way that it was, which she was making jewelry that was like in Vogue, Vanity Fair. Like she had this company that was like doing really well at the time. And uh, she she would go back and forth to Diamond District a lot. And that's where she would have to get everything because, you know, I mean, it's New York City and it's like in the middle of the city in Manhattan and like, um her company was in Brooklyn, but like still like you'd have to go there and you'd have to buy the the stuff to make the jewelry. And um, so I, I watched this the first time with my mom and I was like, how, how accurate is this? And she's like, no, yeah, it's like it's it's pretty much that. Accurate. Well, you know, and there's like just these characters like the like the two, like the two guys, they, they're brothers. I know, I don't know if they're twins or not, but those those two dudes running around like it's like it's like it's awesome that it's. What you a Hollywood movie like a big Hollywood production would have to do to scare up certain character actors? They just got the literal dudes to do that kind of stuff, and I think that's that's amazing. And it doesn't always work. I mean, talk to Altman about it. 
you know, mixed blessings <laughs> with, uh, with for him. But it absolutely works here. And you got a bunch of people that like either like first time actors or like not actors at all, just being themselves and being like their best selves in a movie that it's adds to this overall overarching whole of just incredibly intense anxiety the entire almost yeah. the entire time like i'm still shocked that adina menzel's in this film i'm like i'm so used to her being like in frozen and like is she frozen <laughs> i didn't know I've Disney. okay right. um Stuff like yeah that. that's different <laughs> i it, weirdly enough i think it it works more often with uh like gangsters than any like because you, you think about like yeah. sopranos they would just kind of use people from whatever like i mean obviously it's not a movie it's a tv series but like they just kind of pick people up like scorsese is known for kind of uh knowing a lot of those like tough ass dudes that are just the wire yeah. homicide life on the street i mean there, there's there's a rich history from it for sure so i so i think it's interesting though those are the most like those are people you can't tell what to do like you know what i mean like you can't tell a fucking mobster <laughs> here's like, the direction first of all you're doing great you're doing wonderful. You're the best that's ever done it. <laughs> look, look, uh, if, if you'd like to, okay, just if it, this is, this if it suits a, you, this is a suggestion. <laughs> um, Maybe yeah. say the line as we wrote it. <laughs> ah. Hey, fuck you over there. It'd be like, all right, all right, all right. Uh, okay, all right. <laughs> It would be well, we great. Film it? We, film it? we get that. Yeah. Did, did you get that film? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, also, also the a joke I wanted to make uh, when we were watching that thing is uh, like, oh well, you know, prepping for the movie, like they had us go into the Diamond District and we like met the people that were like kind of doing these deals and we were doing like watching people gamble and I was gonna be like, and then we went and we we saw somebody get murdered and like so it's like saw somebody right, get right, murdered, right. Like, yeah, yeah, you got someone get checked <laughs> down. Yeah, it's just for, another for, Tuesday. Like, yeah, exactly. yeah, that's Every that's how I knew how to die the movie because you know we watch <laughs> we watch this bum bleed out. <laughs> so can you can you do that again for me? Can I uh can I see can I just see another person just die like that or <laughs> like Adam Sandler had us kill five extra people? You know, watching this film, <laughs> I of, of the uh, I live down the road, like from like a like a jeweler that like sells gold, like those places, and God for like the longest time they'd be outside with the sign going like we're going out of business. We got and I'm over here like. I'm I guess not guy. enough people sold them gold. Yeah, yeah like <laughs> apparently not. And then they're still in business. I'm like, liars. Well, so all right. So there's different levels to this within the Diamond District, and it's like that would be probably a lot more like the pawn shop that he goes to uh, to yeah. sell the watch and to like or like the rings and everything. He trades them out. Like so, that would have been one of those places. Best I could do. Whereas, yeah, whereas um, what he was doing was like custom. Like he he was probably raking in fucking crazy money because. Um, like in the diamond district, I was reading up on how that stuff actually works for the diamond district. And they actually have to go like all these different, like third world countries, essentially it gets yeah. get to like second world countries, like in Europe and stuff like Russia I mean. and places like that. And then they usually cut them there and then they bring them over. So it's like a whole process and people have to kind know like somebody. Elon Musk's father, but with <laughs> emeralds. Yeah, no, essentially though. And they show you that at the beginning of the movie where they're literally in the Ethiopian, uh, yeah. mines. Yeah, and the guy getting injured, you know, because uh, the conditions are terrible. Uh, the only thing is, is that there weren't enough Canadians there because, you know, Canadians run all those mines. <laughs> Don't know. Oh, I'm sorry about your leg, eh? But uh, you're just going to have to <laughs> dig up some more, eh? <laughs> um no and and i don't know i think each step also that you get removed from that process like obviously like first it's it's you know literally going into third world countries in africa and in asia and places like like and like mining the stuff latin america obviously like mining the stuff and then you have to actually bring them over to get cut in in europe a lot of times or like you know um yeah and each process i think it gets 
less Spain is uh, Portugal. There's there's a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah, Like, but each process gets um, each part of or each step to the process. I think you're like farther and farther away from like the human misery that we know accompanies diamonds and mining and everything. You know what I mean? Like each time it feels a little bit more ethical. And I feel like uh, Howard's character is interesting because I think he's he's kind of that middle. He's like the middle ground of it. You know what I mean? Like he's obviously not watching people in mines actually doing stuff, but he has no problem selling. Uh, buying the opal from like uh, a bunch of miners for like no amount of money like he's kind of within that criminal element and then you, you, have, you have to think that like everybody owns jewelry and uh we're we're far away we're far enough away i think that we don't think about that process when getting is this still echoing no it's okay okay uh but yeah like well and like kevin are not even asking right it was like hey like you know what's we already did the deal but like how much how much did this actually cost you Right. And like, and I think that that's so telling because he kind of like demurs and demurs and then finally, you know, finally he tells them. And he's like, I was like, wow, you're going to like make that much money off of like these poor bastards that are like, you know, losing African, life and live. African Jews. Yeah. <laughs> African Jews. Well, and I think that that's, that's a, I think that's a very great scene because this is a guy that does this stuff all the time. And he's probably never asked that question. Right. Because, yeah. Like, first of all, he's, he's just got like, he's got the, you know, there's a certain uh, charisma that's, you know, Mainly Hutzbud. Let's let's be let's be clear. That uh, comes from somebody that's always wheeling and dealing and operating like that, and like he's also a guy that it's like shock and awe almost with like what he's up to. So people he probably never gets pressed on the issue for something like that because people think about the results and like the like the nice glass case. They don't think about like what it took to get there. You think about the Furby. They don't think about uh, <laughs> all of the miners. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh look, it moves its eyes. Uh, check it out. <laughs> But I, I think that this movie is also a good example of someone. Get over who, here, Kevin. Check this out. It moves its eyes. Who's like a depraved sociopath to that level, but also is has bought into their own wheeling and dealing at this point. Like, yeah. I think that that's what's kind of brilliant about this movie. Like, because a lot of those people are kind of just bullshitting and then they stop bullshitting at some point. But he isn't. He's like physically unable to stop bullshitting. It, it's like, like it's like a drug for him. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, he's like an addict for it, really. And, and even like, within that, even within that conversation, um. Yeah, even within that conversation, like he he convinces himself to keep betting, like he convinces himself yeah. to make that final bet, which is like an insane moment. No, it, it's it's absolutely, and it's it's by any logical metric, it's like stop, <laughs> stop doing that. Like it's time to stop now. And then he's like, no, whoosh, <laughs> everything all in. Well, I mean, he's addicted, you know. So so he's like, yeah, he's like, this bet, this bet's gonna do it, you know, and. and we kept seeing that like, like he, he, you know, like, like it's the next, it's the next deal. It's the next, uh, it, it's, it's the next uh, bet. It's going to be a big winner. It's going to be a big winner. It's going to pay out. And, you know, um, and it kept not working out for him. Well, exactly. Cause he, he keeps goosing it like over and over again. And like it, like even with the auction, the auction, you know, it gets, it gets undervalued. He gets uh Judd, Judd Hirsch to, to bid it up. And like it, that doesn't really doesn't really do what it needs to do too so it keeps like coming up short coming up short coming up short and then what i like is that the the checkoff's gun of like the airlock like not being like super functional and like having to do like the weird thing like the it was like a file or something you put it in and then like that it works and then like them getting trapped in it so that he can run this like insane uh series of bets uh it's it's amazing because it doesn't it doesn't feel contrived because you're like oh yeah this is just like this dude's 
too busy running around doing shifty stuff to have bother having this fixed <laughs> right so it's totally earned when it's like oh man a bunch of hard cases just came in and oh but guess what like now they're in they're in the fishbowl and like you know the 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 all-in moment is really uh and in, super intense but it's even more intense the fact that, like yeah these dudes want to like end you right now like these dudes are here to jack you up like to be charitable to be on this, like on like the nice side of what they're going to be up to is they're going to they're going to beat your ass, and obviously it goes another way. But like, but it the fact that like the thing just doesn't work, you see that like really early on, and it makes sense when it's the type of duty is because certain things he's never going to skimp on. It's always going to look beautiful. The display cases are like rock solid. Everything like looks amazing. Staff is like helpful. He's always offering people water that they don't give a shit about. It's like oh, it's designer water, but they don't care about it. But like he's got all that stuff sorted but like he doesn't bother with the door and the airlock because he's that kind of guy he's too busy running around like trying to like do a big score and it's, it's his own brand earned. of water the, the first ones on the uh <laughs> the first ones on the block to have that <laughs> and everyone's like we don't care about this water we just want what we're here for like no i don't I, I, was there any point in the movie that like anybody was like cool I'll, yeah that sounds great everyone's just like well, i don't give a shit about like, that's, I <laughs> well care. i mean there was a, a violent no we got slapped. Like, there was definitely <laughs> like some nose. Yeah. And one of them, especially, but like, uh, I, I was the same. Like, I think that like when the dudes get top uh, trapped in the fishbowl and like, and he, and he does like, you know, the, the, the climax of the movie, like is he has them trapped there and that's how he uh, has Julie Fox's character run away to like do the bet. It makes sense. Cause it's like, think about what he chooses to value. He's always valuing like the big score and it'd be prestigious and everything is, uh, you know, awesome. It's the best thing, et cetera, et cetera. But then, like the basic mechanics of keeping the fucking door working, like that's beyond him, right? I mean, look, look at that, look at that. I almost said backstage, the back room he's got. It's a horror show, right? Like, <laughs> it's, 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 but then look at his like office area. It's got like all his like you know gigas and like uh, trophies and and stuff all around him because he's surrounded by what he feels like are his uh, his prestige pieces, the thing that like makes all of this and his identity as the guy that does all of this work for him, which is all the more interesting when he's sort of uh, despairing and uh, Julia Fox's character comes back and like, she got the tattoo and then is offhandedly like, Oh, we can't be buried together now, <laughs> which is sort of like, for me, it was like deeply fucking funny. Right. Yeah, but it's, it's not, it's not meant to be, but it is deeply funny. Uh, it's no, it, it is meant to be. I think it's the, it's, it's like, like the, the most Jewish thing. thing yeah. It's, it's, Look, man, that, that, to be any more Jewish, you have to come in with a with a menorah and a and a dreidel, right? I mean, like it, it's, it's, but other, it's great. The, line, the other it's, line it's that, uh, that I earned. wanted to shout out is when he's like, uh, he's talking about Jews and basketball, and he's like, yeah. uh, the first yeah, points great. in the basketball game was a Jew, and he's like, what was his name? Fred Flintstein, and that line, <laughs> that line cracked me up oh, every good, time yeah. I fucking watch. <laughs> <laughs> It was really good, but but uh, like I mean, like uh, I think that like it, w so. What I appreciated on repeat viewings is, is things like that, especially when you know, like, because the first time you watch, you're like, "What's this guy up to? What's happening?" Like you're like more focused on like the people, but then like I, I found myself like just as focused on like you know the background pieces of it and and how like it leads you to understand what kind of guy he is with like how the shop is, and and, and like I was like, oh wow, I didn't really I don't know if I really got that the first time because it's like wow, this guy he's a shifty motherfucker. He's running around like I don't know what he's up to, but it's it ain't up to no good. Know that. Yeah, I also noticed uh, this time around that his Instagram name is Howie Bling, which I found deeply funny. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, and if we're gonna if we're gonna talk about colorful characters too, we of course have to talk about a creepy helicopter pilot guy, aka Wayne Knight. 
<laughs> Based in poggers. Exactly. Who <laughs> designed uh, all of Vanna White's dresses? Wayne Diamond, real real dude. <laughs> yeah. Orig original character. And uh, yeah, like first time watching that, I was just like, oh my God, this this fucking guy, this guy's gonna be a problem. Because you're because you're sitting there like you know, worried that Julia's character is like she's trying to do something incredible, uh, and also like evade getting captured and worse by like these these guys and then you got this dude who's just a sleaze bucket just hitting on her like 24 7 he's the best at showering though oh he's, he's so good at showering you never believe it i'm so the best at showering like and he's like i got i'm a helicopter oh, i need someone and you're just like oh my god this like you could not write dialogue like that and what i love about it and and i know you guys love it because i subjected you to many of the instagram videos uh in the group chat uh, is the fact that like that that is a real dude who is not really acting? Well, the the thing the thing that I found really funny looking at his Instagram is that he's friends life. with he's friends with Big Time Tommy. Uh, do, do you know who that is? I do know who that is. Yeah. Do you guys know who Big Time Tommy is? Hmm. He's this he's this guy in New Jersey that got famous on Instagram. That he goes take a dice. And he's like this, so he like gives motivational speeches that like make no sense, but that's all his Instagram is. He's like he's like yeah. remember the haters. The haters don't want you to win. And so there's yeah. a picture of that guy, Wayne Diamond, standing next to Big Time Tommy. Uh, yeah. And he's in Some full... peak East Coast stuff right there, by the yeah. way. <laughs> you have no idea how peak East Coast And there's so much spray tan in that picture. That put a hole in the ocean. I thought, I thought you were sharing pictures of like uh, cured meats or something. <laughs> ah, yeah, exactly. So this one where he's in, like just in a towel, it's everything you think it's gonna be. <laughs> like, but uh, but the thing about it is he was also like railing on the Supreme Court and stuff, and like he's just he has opinions. He goes out to restaurants and he like you know, you know who the fuck it is? It's Wayne Diamond. It's like, well, does everyone know who the fuck it is though? Really, Wayne? He's um, a he's a he's a he's a big old liberal guy, like which is kind of yeah. I, I wouldn't expect, but apparently <laughs> hey. yeah, exactly. but yeah. Let, let's be clear it's probably a wildly different experience if you're a dude versus a, a lady with, with that guy i'm sure well he he hasn't slided to my dms yet so maybe he's did you follow him <laughs> oh man <Yeah. laughs> come on come on the show coming, on, coming up next week on the show <laughs> literally no one would get a chance to talk Except for Wayne Diamond. No, yeah, it would yeah. be like uh, John Barber all over again. <laughs> John Barber, hopefully, with, without the force being yelled at to get to and, uh, try and take control. <laughs> I got yelled at by Wayne Diamond. Wayne Diamond oh, District. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, I mean, like, it's, I, I love that they, they fit in. And, like, because you look at that, you're like, yeah, it makes it, it tracks it. Not only was dude to have a helicopter, part of his whole identity would be a dude that he flies it himself. Right? And, like, that's his whole deal. And, like, all right, yeah, we get it. You're the best at showering. Cool. <laughs> nobody, nobody showers as good as I do. <laughs> I would watch a reality show though with him and with uh, Big Time Tommy. And oh yeah, I mean that's cool. Like, how is that not <laughs> good comedy right there? Yeah, turn this off and watch that. I mean, yeah. Um, so I hate reality shows. Don't, don't turn us off. Yeah, don't turn, don't actually do that. <laughs> yeah, um, Kevin Garnett. Playing himself, I have this clip of, of them talking about casting him to play himself, and we haven't really talked about that yet. So, figured that yeah. interesting direction. Yeah, I mean, none of us are sports fans, right? Like, really? No. Okay. Nope. Because I watched something on this, uh, I didn't realize those were real games too that they were showing. Um, like ah, the, okay. the actual score from the timeline of from of from the, the timeline year. of the okay. movie. 
so so um uh, apparently if you if you are actually a a sports person that that would actually you know be like oh my gosh oh my gosh what oh my gosh you know like like you'd be really uh into that uh oh my gosh there's a ball he just he just put the ball in the us not following sports it doesn't really mean anything to us so uh you know uh I, I wanted to point that out because uh, I thought that was an interesting fact. Um, yeah. Yeah. They, they actually had to find an, a basketball player. I don't know. Is that in the clip? Go ahead, play the clip. Yeah, I think, I think the clip is, is that. Okay. Go, go for it. We started writing this in 2010 and it was contemporary. You know, like with those, it was a basketball player, Amari Stoudemire, who we wanted to be there. And then as the movie kept moving forward, it would shift with the time. And then eventually it was, it was going to be a contemporary at the time. For today, it was going to be Joel Embiid. And we were going to shoot over the summer. It was going to be perfect. But once the production shifted into the fall, an active player became out of the question. It's like, okay, now we have to use a player who was recently retired, who could realistically play themselves as much as 10 years, like uh, from 2019, nine years ago, 2010. But then you had- We looked you back the as weekend. far as 2008, but yes. then we had the weekend week, was a exactly. part of the film as well. He's yeah. gonna be major, even though he's from Canada. This guy yeah. looks stupid. He wasn't a public person <laughs> until 2012. Once we spoke with Kevin Garnett, it was like a game changer because there was such a passion in his voice about the game and about life and an intensity. I met with Josh and kind of the producers and um, they talked about the concept and it was something that I saw myself doing and seeing myself playing myself. The whole story was something that I could totally believe. I definitely would come to a jewelry store with a bunch of people, <laughs> turn, the, turn the jewelry store into like hours. Mm. Music's going, next thing you know, water, champagne, they not lock the doors when you're in here. Yeah, I've definitely done that before. It has some very, very parallels to it. For some reason, he was a blind spot <laughs> in the casting because I hated him. I hated <laughs> Kevin Garnett. I couldn't get over my basketball fandom and try to inspect why I hated him. You know, I was a Nick fan. I hated him because he just was. A, he destroyed you know, us. He, he, but it wasn't and, just this guy. He, he goaded just, you. Yes, he would destroy you and then and mossed you when and then he rub did it in. Yeah. Yes, that's it. That's my man. So the first thing I said to him when I met him is, "I hate your guts," and I think he really responded to that. But he, but I meant it, and I then I said, but I was letting him know that I hated his guts, so that whatever he was doing in his per, in his persona was working, and he loved that. I'm here to bother you. I I heard it from you. I know. I know what it is. going on? Listen to me. I got 175,000. The player is a central character to the story. Unlike other scripts where you can have your character that you wrote and then you go out and you cast that character, this was different. You had to cast the character and then write the role. When it became Garnett, like we were saying earlier, Garnett's persona in the NBA was an intense one. Someone filled with passion. That's the song for that I need. I can't, I can't sell it. What do you mean it's not for sale? And he's a superstitious yes, person. Yeah, that was the thing. You know, we he asked told him. stories about his youth. And, and, we, and we asked him about like, well, what would it be about this rock that would make you want to have it? And we had just an open conversation with him about the intentions of that. And it's not easy to kind of attach yourself and act with a rock, you know, and say, I need this thing. But he brought in stories from his past and then the idea, the connections he had to certain superstitions that he would have during the league. So he added that all into it. And it's like, okay, if that's where he's thinking, then yes, you have to go back and add that to the script. But it didn't just stop with, with Kevin. It was every time we would recast and change somebody, 
that would then inform the script, you know, and then that it would yeah, have to it go was, back. It was stressful. That's why there's so many different drafts of the, of the movie over the years. This is a mistake. That's, That's a correction. <laughs> well, he's good. I mean, like, he's I'm not a professional actor either. And, like, he's he's great, even though he's playing, like, a version of himself. You believe it. And it's intrinsic to the, to the script. Like, it's saying, like, the plot, like, there's no plot without that character. Yeah, and it's crazy when they actually do. I mean, they showed it there, but like they they show all those moments from his life, and like they flash really fast, and it's like yeah. really hard to process it. But it feels almost like you're you're him in that moment, like looking into his past. Yeah, like why does he have this deep affinity for this stone, right? And and and, and like again, that's that's earned because it shows you instead of telling you, instead of being like, oh, this guy's really into this stone. Like like if like he's Sanfield's character, like just go, oh, he really likes it, he really likes, it. and he was just standing there like a lump. And you're like, how can you fucking tell? Like, he's just standing, standing like a beanpole. Who cares? But like, you you see that like he's actually like connecting with it. Like, there's something he's finding there that you know whether it's being said aloud or not, you're seeing it. I love when people play like a version of themselves in a film. Like they're playing themselves, right. but like, you know, it's it, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not not, and, not and precisely. It worked out far better than Fred Schneider whenever he tried that uh, playing himself on a soap opera. He he uh, he jokes around that that uh, for oh, the B fifty twos yeah for the B fifty the B fifty twos was on a soap opera as the B fifty twos and ah. Fred Schneider was the worst actor okay um, which is crazy because you wouldn't think so because you know he's Fred Schneider yeah but he's yeah. just like thank you for liking our show uh, Russell yeah. Simmons from the band Service who I just got off tour with recently was in John Spencer Blues Explosion he also played on a record called Just Fred. That's Fred Schneider that Steve Albini recorded uh, and Tom Zlucci from uh, Tar played bass and uh, Rick Sims from the Digits is on guitar. It's really good. Yeah, uh, I've heard yeah. some of that. It, it is good. It's an underrated uh, 90s record for sure. But yeah, Fred, Fred Schneider also agreed to be on Protonic Reversal. Hasn't happened yet. That was like years ago. So like we'll oh, see. Well. But uh, yeah, I'll make sure to ask him, about, ask him about how bad of an actor he is if I have him on. <laughs> <laughs> It yeah. wasn't soap, right? Or was it? It was just a no, soap. No, no, it was, it was a soap opera. Just some What's soap the opera. What the B fifty twos on? Just from just because from the goop. I'm gonna have to look it up because I'm gonna I don't look remember. it up. Um, but, but I, it I, is, I, uh, go ahead, Andy. Sorry. No, no, it, it's actually it, it's genuinely bad to see it. It's like so. It is truly cringe to to, to watch his performance. Yeah, um, I, I believe it. I, I'm curious about what the other casting choices were. Like we also, we, I mean, we mentioned uh, um, Riley. Uh, uh, Kyo, is that, that that her name? Like the, potentially in the Julia Fox role, but what I, I'm curious what the other alternate castings are because I think for I I don't know. So this is the question. Like I, in a way, I feel like you could you could uh, Howard Ratner could be played by a bunch of different people, but in a way, it's like there's something kind Guiding of like. Light. Okay, there you go. There's something razor's edge about the way Sandler does it that like. I mean, it, it it would have to be like someone that's a really good like deep character actor, and I don't know. It feels like the movie's sort of built around that, and yeah. then even like small characters, like Lakeith Stanfield's character is, is like, I've known guys like that, right? That are like they're part of their whole identity is they're they're like the gatekeeper for like the famous person. Yeah, <laughs> and I see like, like Paul Giovanni uh, being like one of the people considered for that part, but uh, I don't know for a fact because I was busy looking up uh, Fred Schneider. <laughs> you got all the French Snyder factoids to look up. Hey, it's a full-time job, people. It's a full-time job. I know, job. it is. It's really uh, I think Eric Bogosian's 
portrayal of Arno is is great, and Eric Bogosian is is, is a classic that guy actor for me. Um, and I and I think it's notable that at the at the end of it, and spoiler alert for um, you know the movie has been out for a few years at this point. At the end of it, when he sees what uh, Keith Williams Richards uh, character has done, like he's he's got this like, whoa, no, no, don't don't. That's too far. Don't do it. Because it's one thing to like strip the man naked, including underwear. It's important that he that he get the underwear too, right? Uh, and like humiliating him, but it's not like yeah, go and it's not like go kill that dude. And like clearly, that's his Phil like being a hot headed like again, just a shark, right? You see a person like that. Do you sometimes you see people like that? Like if you are attuned to humanity and and emotions and like body language, you're like interact with that person as little as possible and get away as soon as you can. He's, he gives oh. off the big shark energy. Sasha Baron Cohen read for the park for uh, Howie. Interesting. Uh, he can do I, drama. He can do drama, but I almost feel like because it almost feels like Sandler had something to prove to himself, at least, if not the world. For doing this, that, and that's kind of one of the things that like, makes it so interesting. But any, any other Just interesting? like Kevin uh, Garnett. <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, Asad Barg uh, almost played the weekend. Mm. Uh, I don't know if uh, I know who that is, but yeah. yeah, I don't know who that is. Either. Uh, <laughs> the one guy in the film, uh, uh, John David uh, Washington, uh, you know from uh, Tenant. Uh, he's uh, mm. he's Denzel. Oh, yeah. He he almost played uh, like Keith Stansfield's part. He does not look he's like good. Denzel at all. He's Denzel's son, really? I didn't. Yeah. Know. yeah. Yeah, it's Denzel's son. He looks exactly like his mother. Yes. Uh, Tom Sizemore and uh, was almost in it. In what? Uh, was he going to be in Phil's role? I can see that. Uh, <laughs> Eric uh, Bogosanian's uh, part. Eric Bogosian. Oh, he's he's in it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Arno. Oh, Arno so you mean yeah. Sizemore in the Arno part? Huh. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, I can... yeah, it would be pretty good. And um. Uh, where, where'd it go? I just saw. How about for Dinah? Um, yeah, actually, Isla Fisher. Sasha Baron Cohen's wife. Um, oh, okay. The Australian. She always gets yeah. she always gets confused for like Amy Adams and like other redheads. She she was in um <laughs> uh pilot season with our uh, last guest Matthew Film Guy. <laughs> Matthew Film Guy. Theater. Okay. Yeah. Together, uh, people. She was she was Mary Jane. Yeah, it's it's the it's the sequel to Who's the Caboose? If if you've not seen it, um, yes, classic. Which uh, definitely, if you, it's, it's definitely worth watching. Uh, I wouldn't just say it's 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 brilliant and great, but it's it's fun and worth watching. All right, there you go. That's your Andy World minute. Yeah, uh, but but I think that it's Sasha Baron Cohen. I don't know. I don't. Know. I, th I think you could do it, but I think it's a different movie. I, th I think there's something. Oh, Jonah Hill. Stand... for Howard Ratner? Yeah. Um... No, come on. No, <laughs> I like the guy, but nah. no, he was uh, he was slated to play uh, Howard Ratner, and uh, um, he he left. Wait, the film what era? Him. What era, Jonah Hill? Like what? Twenty nineteen. Like what? Twenty nineteen. So. Oh. It was like him trying to do a departure. No, because they tried to make this movie over the course of 10 years. So, like, Yeah, well, it doesn't yeah. really say. It doesn't really say. It just says his departure led to Adam Sandler getting the part. That's... Wow. Thank goodness. Thank... 
Because yeah. I, you know, I, I think he's capable of having a performance. He's good. I, I don't dislike yeah. the guy. I'm just saying it's it's like it's going to hit different, right? It's going to hit way yeah, different. Yeah, no. Like, uh, Wolf of Wall like Street. Dawson Baron Cohen was supposed to be Freddie Mercury of Bohemian Rhapsody, but he dropped out because he wanted to be more nitty-gritty about Freddie's life. And we all know, even though Bohemian Rhapsody was, a, was, a, was pretty good, it still kind of didn't portray Freddie Yeah, either. it was... It was classic biopic shit. I mean, like, whatever. Yeah. It that, like, the Man, though, that's a film we gotta discuss, though. That's a good one. That was actually how, how Bohemian Rhapsody should have been. Very maybe, maybe we'll discuss it Saturday, 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 Saturday. <laughs> yeah. hey, this is uh this is not actually Jonah Hill's uh uncut gems look, but this this is what I think it would look like. Oh right. boy. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> or don't. <laughs> But everyone wants to hear like the weekend. Oh boy, well, that's crazy. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the jack suit they're talking about. Yeah, I've got a uh, I've got no, he's definitely he definitely do it with a fucking Wolf of Wall Street voice where he's like he's doing the thing and he's like, smoke crack with me, bro. So it, it would, I don't think it would work. I, I can't see uh, Russell Simmons was in Butter 08. Yeah, we were talking about that in uh, Nashville. Thank you. That was like something that happened like 20 minutes ago, but I just saw it. <laughs> Big Fuse Ring Guiding Light. Yep. Also, I apologize. I had to run upstairs and turn on the uh, the AC or like the, the air because it's um, humid as fuck down here. I mean, yeah. I have, that, I have my bad boy on 72. So I like kept, I kept like starting to talk and I feel like I was going to pass out and like <laughs> crazy. I think the direction on this is very good. And I think it's interesting those dudes make these movies like as a team. Like Good Time was the same way, right? I mean, they, they, I've only seen the two from them, but I've not seen it. This is the only one I've seen. So, you know, I can't speak about that. I've seen, uh, I've seen Good Time. Good Time's good. Uh, I, I've seen the first. Well, I, so I think I, I, I can't remember if I turned it off because I was just like too anxious because I didn't know what their movies were like. Or it's a pretty anxious like, movie. Yeah. yeah. It's like anxious. It's anxious without like the fun uh, side of it, like this movie has. Which it's, it's not like it's not like Good Times, the uh, the TV show from the series. No. Oh my god, not at all like Good Times. I, I wonder though, like with with you know Josh Safdie's muse, Julia Fox. I wonder if they would like they will do more collabs with her in future films. I mean, I'd hope so. I think they worked yeah. well together. Yeah, because um, you know how some directors, even directing teams, always pick you know some of the same people over and over again for their films. Yeah. Yeah, I don't they don't they don't seem to do that. Maybe but. she was wearing that outfit for an upcoming part. <laughs> <laughs> Uncut pubes. As um. Vampira. <laughs> her body is too she has a long torso. I would I would be able to pull that off because like her, her body is so long it just looks weird. But with me having a short torso, I can pull that off easily because it'll make my torso at a at a decent like length or whatever. I think we need to make that Patreon content. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, they uh they said that they their first uh, instinct was to cast uh, James Caan as Howard. Um, hmm. Wow, that's I cool. Love James Caan that, <laughs> James Con is great, but like that's I think that's I could see seventies James Caan. It would yeah. be a, a really you know it would it would fit more than like you know later period James Caan because like you know uh, he was he, he he seemed like he'd play like you know. Um, uh, you know, he became an old man. You know, a, a different kind Tom's of old man. Yeah. Con. It does tend to happen to you. 
<laughs> at some point you become an old man yeah no and i'm not saying it's a bad thing it's just Telling like me <laughs> you know like, like I, I just i don't i don't quite see him as the 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 old man that you know like i don't know yeah, there's there's gonna be hanging him out the window and stuff right yeah there's, 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 physicality that you can't do yeah exactly like like, like i can't see them throwing him into the the fountain either <laughs> yeah yeah adam adam sandler's like body in this is just kind of breakable you know what i mean like <laughs> He just keeps getting back up in like... the trunk, and he's there. He's like Gumby oh, over there. I mean, James Conn could have done this like years ago, but you know that's a different story. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of the movie, you know, he's driving, he's driving the car, and then everyone pops up from the fucking toll booth and just starts loading him full of fucking bullets. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's in his contract. Look how they massacred my boy. My boy Howard. <laughs> I mean, that, that was that was my wor- the worst part about Alien Nation was when they did that to him. <laughs> um Mike Francesca, we're gonna mention him dude being the bookie. Oh, oh. uh yeah, yeah. He he um yeah, I don't really know sports people, but like I know about him because of uh Jesus and Marrow. Like <laughs> yeah, everyone I, I know so many people that are into sports. I don't do sports. That that are uh, I mean that that guy is you don't need to know from sports to know that that guy is like one of the guys in the sport. So it's interesting to have him as the bookie, I think. Well, also New York sports, right? Like he. Yeah, yeah. Uh, New York sports. I sorry, I should specify that. Yeah. Yeah. Him and like uh, main... uh, Chris Russo. Yeah. So, like, he, he was on Jesus and Marrow all the time because, or like, they would play his clips yeah. because they're both, uh, like, Knicks fans or whatever. And yeah. So I, I knew about him from that. I wouldn't have recognized the cameo, though, if not for that show. I don't think. I just, I'm so tuned out of any, have, anytime I'm someone so starts. What you guys are even talking about. The, the guy that plays I, his bookie. What are the Knicks? The, the guy, the guy, the guy <laughs> who plays the bookie is, is, is a very famous uh, New York sports personality. Okay. And, uh, yeah. I, I mostly know him from like other shows goofing on him and or like making some homage uh, to him and how he just always seems like he wants to be somewhere else. But whatever. <laughs> he also <laughs> farted on air one time, I think, if I remember correctly. I remember Jesus and Mara like pointing that out. <laughs> that's right. That's right. RIP to that show. That's uh, That's a bummer. Yeah, so the story broke on why they ended it. Apparently, um, yeah, yeah, their their show manager, their production manager, uh, I guess, was getting fired from Showtime because people like he was just too uh, too aggressive with people and stuff, and like too mm. like I don't know they 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 didn't really go into it's the details conduct. on that. But one of them, I think, Mara wanted to stick with him out of loyalty, and Jesus didn't, so they decided to just end the show. Damn, I was right. I was going to assume it was some kind of personal beef, but it doesn't seem like it was. It seems like it was just like a personnel thing i don't know anything else about this film we want to discuss <laughs> yeah i was gonna say there's plenty more we can actually talk about related to the film as well Uncut or, yeah we're talking about mike francesca <laughs> <laughs> mike francesca's in the film that's completely on topic it's more on topic than guiding light yeah, true. true, very true. Um, Wait, did you know that B fifty dues were on a soap opera? I did not know that, and now I do, and I can't get rid of that information. <laughs> Welcome to my life. Yeah, there um, you go. There you go. But uh, but you you seek out that information. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I have man. I have uh, this is this is a clip about Adina Menzel and uh and talking. Oh yeah, yeah we barely talked about her. I mean, her her uh, uh my girl. She's awesome. It's uh, it's kind of fascinating. I think her and uh, Lakeith Stanfield are the two actors slash actresses in this that um, I think are really great in other things, 
and I'm not saying they're good in this, but like you know, I, I feel like uh, it's both of their like most muted performance. I would say you it's know like they're I mean? secondary characters almost. Yeah, you know? but but they're important to the plot. But they're secondary. But like, but like also like Lakeith Stanfield kind of steals the show and everything he's really in. And in this, he's kind of uh, subordinated. His his acting, I think, is subordinated to how just depraved and wild fucking uh, like I don't think anyone could could shine in that role just for the fact that like you know Adam Sandler's at like a ten the entire time and he's probably at like a seven. You know what I mean? Like he's a he's he's like a it's like a solid anxiety driven seven, but like not at fucking uh, Adam Sandler's ten. <laughs> well, his whole and the whole the character's whole deal was to be like a speed break almost, right? So yeah, it makes sense. But yeah. Well, he's the speed break after Yussi. Uh, after Yussi leaves, you know what I mean? You're not gonna like that. You're not. Gonna... <laughs> you see me out there? I'm working for other people. You're not, you're not gonna like that. It's gonna make you jealous. <laughs> crispy lebron just anyway and it, sorry and it, you know you play howard's wife when yes. did you get involved in this whole crazy thing oh my belt, belt just opened <laughs> it's, make room. it's all make room it's only live uh, I, ate a lot, yes. I ate a lot at lunch <laughs> who's the pickle what, we're eating lunch, right? we're, no we're eating it's lunch sodium. right now what do you mean oh right this is when we're eating that's right yeah, this, this is, just uh, popped open i thought it wasn't this button this. um what did you ask me i said when well, we're gonna i was doing the play where i wasn't singing Hopefully you were great in the place. Helpful. Skin Thank great. you. It's a very good. And then good. you guys came and met me at the library at the that Nomad. Was awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, we talked all about it. And um, I really appreciate you not making me audition. Well, it's, oh, the thing uh, is, the idea of making yeah. you audition. Oh, yeah. so nice of you. And, and I, you. You actually said, Josh told me this. Um, Josh said you mentioned something about how you didn't want to play the kind of normal, like the wife who feels you wanted to play a deeper kind of version of that. I hope yes. so. Yeah, I didn't want to play a victim. Yes, exactly. Sure. I think but you guys didn't write her like that. Yeah. Yeah. No. So, um, I remember I would just send you the big blocks of text of character biography <laughs> and you're just like, oh, okay, this is. It's amazing yeah. how you guys, you're more detailed than, than we would be. Oh my goodness. It was the so backstory. helpful. Remember all the backstory text and yeah. how much, our, where our characters came from and pages and pages of I stuff. I love that all the women in the movie, which like us too but um how they they're they're both really empowered and, and not victims and and i thought that was really cool mm-hmm. we're very the strong stop powered yeah we're, tilda swinton's the voice of the thing and it was you yeah. wanted to pick like a powerful voice and second year tilda's voice you're like did i do anything wrong yeah <laughs> and i guess at, at any moment was it in your mindset while you were working on this when you were with kind of Dina or when yes. you were with Julia, what yeah. was the difference for you mm. in those moments? One was older. Uh, yeah. One was- <laughs> <laughs> Dina, I was constantly trying to get back with. She wanted nothing to do with me for some reason. I gave her the, the saddest eyes I could give her. You didn't feel any love from me? I did. Because it's easy. It's not I easy did. to not love you. Adam. Yeah. yeah. The, that's You're very true. charming. And, Thank you. And as your, you and as your character. So but I was hoping can- that would come through and it you would did. be all just... I always Beautiful. thought it was going to land in, in a positive place for me because you were giving me a little bit, and then you would she turn just, the table. She, she fakes it. So you, she on the it. other hand, ran around. Oh man, I want to hear what happened next, but on that, but running <laughs> 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 around, <laughs> showing you, it all off. You, on the other hand, you were running around, and you were nope, not going to say <laughs> it. That's my time, folks. Um, <laughs> um I do you guys think that? uh this character right like do you think it was something um intrinsic about him that made him uh kind of push push these limits over and over and over again and like kind of broke him in this movie or do you think uh 
like like do you think his addiction is something that started at one point and that he used to kind of be like a normal person or do you think that's always been um like intrinsic to his personality i think probably to start off because he was smart and like looking to have fun doing something and then it kind of became more of like a raison d'etre and then they became more of an addiction yeah I mean, I think that I know I've known people like that. People yeah. they're like, oh yeah, you are smart, but you realize you're also an addict as well. Right? Yeah. And yeah. this is an addiction. Like it's I mean, it's not just a gambling addiction, it's an addiction to like excess, right? Like it's addiction to more and yeah. more and, and and you know, the next a certain type of and, yeah. thrill, I guess probably is the best way to put it, like a certain distinct type of it. Not like, you know, free, uh free climbing Gibraltar or something like that, but like, you know, like a certain type of thrill. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I think I think so too. Nobody's going to climb the rock church welter, but anyway. Um, I also I also wonder if uh, the the Ano character um, is, is it just a soft spot for him, or is he kind of just like a soft gangster altogether? Like, because uh, like because because I mean, you know, it's kind of a crazy moment. I remember being shocked when when I found out that like um, they have the moment where he's in the the father in law's house. And you're like, oh no, holy shit! Like that's his brother in law. Like the reason that this gangster can't kill him it seems like is that like they have family you know get togethers and stuff it's like right. um but like I, I would wonder if that guy is kind of brutal in other circumstances and this is just like well i can't kill my brother-in-law i would make you know uh yeah my, well, what can we do that's almost as bad like let, okay let's strip him naked and put him in the trunk and like make it seem like we're gonna kill him the entire time right? well you can't do nothing right like yeah uh, like and and you know in the end even that they're like you know like this this guy should have been dead like this this can't keep going on because you know that next time he'd have a soft spot for him like it seems like it's it's incredibly damaging that like next time he'd have the same kind of soft spot for him or something that's and a good point because think about when he like lures dina out you know under like whatever pretenses of like i love was i lost my keys and i need to get into the truck and then she like opens it up and he's there she doesn't look she looks more like annoyed than like surprised right yeah. like not as if that exact thing has happened before but just like whatever these like hijinks that he gets up to it's, it's probably happened something like that has happened before and she had to deal with the repercussions of it it's one of the reasons he's tired of his bullshit yeah, and everybody is tired of his bullshit throughout this movie, right? Like Gussie being <laughs> like, you know, like the, the Yossi character. I don't know if he's discovered Julia. Ju Julia does not appear to be tired of his bullshit yet. Yeah, but she's like some girl that he hired. To, I mean, presumably what the story is from like my, you know, I mean, I don't know how much of this I'm putting in and how much of it really is like in, in the movie entirely. But like, it feels like she's just the girl that not just, but like she's the girl that works there. She's trying to make it in New York City. She needs a day job. And then he ends up having an affair with her. Um you know, and then leaving his wife. And this is like, I, I don't think that it's, um, it doesn't feel to me like it's a, a situation where she, like she doesn't have the upper hand at any point. You know what I mean? And she also doesn't know what he's getting into for most of the movie. Um, and everyone else seems to have just like, you know, it's just been too many times of this. Like, Christina, Josh Safdie's muse. What do you think about that? Well, I will say this about when it comes to gambling addictions. Uh, my grandfather, he would go to, Atlantic City like every freaking like week and but he was a smart man he would come in with a certain amount of money and if he were to lose all that money he would stop no betting in the farm I've, I've never been a, a gambling person like I, I've like there's addictions that I do uh flirt with but like that's never like I've ne that's never been one you know what I mean like it, it feels to me that like um I don't know. Like people are like, you want to bet on this? I'm like, no, I don't. I, I like this twenty dollars in my pocket. I don't need to, you know what I mean? I don't need to make that twenty dollars more money or less money. I'm just 
good with that. I have just being in my pocket, actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I also am not a like not a sports person, so maybe that has to do with why I'm not like I don't know. Like I wouldn't know what yeah. to bet on. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I've I've definitely. Uh... You know, when, when you when you when you go on tour and you go through Nevada, Nevada, you uh, there's like slot machines at like the gas stations and stuff, right? And so if you're sitting around bored and like okay, throwing a couple quarters, whatever. Which by way, one, time, one oh. time I did that and I won fifty dollars in quarters. <laughs> so you're all set for tolls for that tour. Yeah, I was gonna say. So we use those to pay tolls for the entire rest of the tour, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Old older people a lot of times love winning quarter. Like they come in with the big things of quarters and just thing. yeah, it was, they yeah. get heavy, man. Yeah, yeah. You put it. You got to put in your rascal and like the, you, the or a little wagon. You got to come in with the wagon and <laughs> yeah. Like I don't know. Right that's, that's something that like fun. yeah. Old people definitely really love. Uh, for the I don't know for whatever reason. Maybe they remember when you could buy a house for a quarter. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I walked a bill both ways to buy a house for a quarter. <laughs> When I uh, when I was a kid, all right, a house only cost a quarter. These days, houses cost I don't know a hundred a hundred to a million dollars. I don't want that. I want my quarter house. Exactly. People talk about the multiple houses he owns. They didn't realize he got it for a quarter. It's different times. It's different times, people. He uh he got he got it in one of those auctions when they were foreclosing on properties during the Great Depression. Like, yeah. <laughs> like oh wow, 50, 50 cents for a house that doesn't seem right. It's a bargain. It's a bargain. I, I will say just kind of harking back to the earlier point. I don't I don't think Julia Fox's character of uh, was it Julia DeFlore? Is that, is that that her name is? I know it's still Julia, which makes it easier. Uh, I don't think that she's. I don't think just she's like operating in that relationship necessarily. I think she's genuinely like impressed with Howard's hustle. Like the fact that like this guy is like, like doing all this stuff and like maybe like doesn't super pay attention to a lot of the details. Like, like maybe it's not super of interest to her necessarily, but she just sees that like this guy is, you know, very dedicated to what he does. And <laughs> Very dedicated. Now I'd like to buy a house with a scorter. Uh, <laughs> Old people love uh, pulling quarters out of their ears because it reminds them of a slot machine. Uh. God damn it. That's, I'm trying to make a serious point here. That, that's <laughs> why got pulled as a kid, you know? Hey, everybody. Uh, but, like, I think I think that she, you know, she is legitimately attracted to that, too. Like, and, and attracted to, like, the fact that it is power of a certain sort. It's like that sort of again sketchy little dude hustler power but like hey you know like credit where credit's due like again the man has charisma the man has charm and like it's 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 interesting that again we watch it for the first time for me it was sort of like oh man is she gonna like do it for him like like because there's because that could be the moment she's like hey man that's that ain't me like i don't know like this is i don't know what you're up to but i'm not like what do you want me to do you want me to like yeah, every other helicopter character to atlantic city what are you what are you talking about every other character does at some point throughout the, like that's that's, that's what it is right like every other character which is which is also very important because they have a uh a piece of artwork by one of my favorite sculptors um who does glass art uh Dale Chihuly. so you know yeah. if you ever are in the neighborhood of the Meek and Sun, check that out. Uh, I don't Yo, look at that. I, I I was looking for it the entire film and I didn't see it, so I was very disappointed. Very disappointed. 
in that. <laughs> no stars. Yeah, no. <laughs> Ruin the movie for me. <laughs> but, but yeah, that, that's what I'm saying is at some point in the film, every character is basically has the, all right, I'm sick of your shit moments. For some people, it's way earlier than others. Some people, it's like a quarter second. But I'm like, up your messes all the time. You, you know, you're going to see me down the street. You're not going to like it. <laughs> Julia basically takes like the impossible mission immediately and and without you know almost fully not understanding like the scope and scale of what she's doing and handles it with the plum and, and and professionalism and evades Wayne Diamond aka high roller helicopter pilot being a sleaze bucket and e evades all of like the gangsters like looking for to intercept it like credit where credit's due like Julia's character like Julia's character of Julia is intrinsic to the plot, and it's it's telling that she never loses trust and faith in him. Yeah, so I guess uh, you know, like the, every the, other human being on the face the, of the planet. The moral of this movie <laughs> is, uh, you know, no matter how shitty your boyfriend is, don't don't <laughs> just just stay with, don't lose faith. Just do whatever he tells you, whatever crazy shit he tells you. Especially if he's a you know a creepy older man, uh, yeah, and and there's another creepy old just. Go as, yeah. go as close as you can to the creepy old men. And, uh, and you know, don't give up on your shitty. <laughs> your shitty. Find all the creepy old men, let them hit on you, and then also carry around a lot of money unguarded. Yes. I'm used to that. I, I mean, I, <laughs> I, I look like shit while I'm cleaning houses. And I have this one guy who's married, by the way, with kids. And he's like, mm -hmm. and my mom's like, he's just a flirt. I'm like, yeah, but, like, he's married. And it's weird. Imagine if you watch this He's looking at me right now. <laughs> He's in the comments section. Yeah, I can't put the comments on the screen though; they're not appropriate. <laughs> yeah, oh, here's Audrey. Yeah, Audrey heard that there was another puppy a minute ago and had to come down and exactly. pay tribute. Lola's laying at my feet now. Um, but yeah, Shall we do I, the. Uh... No, I was going to say I had to leave the door open because of the air situation. Is like no, 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 no. Yeah, um, uh, let's do the letterbox. Letterbox. One-liners. One that's right, folks. Letterbox, of course, is a place for films where film lovers get to talk at, with, and to each other about the films they love, the films they didn't love, the films they feel their gambling addiction with. All of this, of course, is done uh, open source format. No Siskels, no Eberts. Everybody gets to have their say. Bottom-up democracy. Best expressed in the classic. Working on your tight five. One-liner format. These are the one-liners for Uncut Gems. Perhaps the best movie to open with a colonoscopy. <laughs> oh yeah, we don't. We didn't even talk about that part of it. Amazing. But, uh, <laughs> I, I like how, like, in the middle of that one frenzy scene where uh, the Keith Stanfield finally has enough and is um, Demonis' Dimon, his name, I guess, in this. But uh, yeah. where he finally has enough and is going through everything in this when he tries to poison the fish or whatever. Um, uh, during that scene, he's getting the call from the guy, like, like from the beginning of the movie, he's getting the call where the guy's like, no, look, you, you're, you're, you're going to survive. Like you don't have colon cancer and they're having yeah. that whole back and forth. And it's like, this guy's given like almost a second chance, uh, and, and ends up, you know, ends up blowing it. <laughs> yep. It's true. And by the way, that's, that's filmed beautifully. She's like, what am I looking at? What, what's, what's, what's happening now? And you're like, oh, okay. I see what I'm looking at. Well, it goes straight from the gem. Like you go into yeah. the gem and then you're like, is this, the is this another cave? Like, no way. This is something organic. Is this no, like, it's, it's Adam Sandler's asshole. <laughs> and then you're like, all right. And then it starts talking and you're like, all right, Adam Sandler's in this film. Doesn't do those things. 
Peak cinema is when the Safety brothers directed Adam Sandler to look at a rock and say, holy shit, I'm going to come. <laughs> holy Get shit, alone. I'm going to come. <laughs> yeah, that, that alone and... is why he deserved the Oscar, you know? Because <laughs> exactly. he actually did come in that scene. I don't know. <laughs> he, looked, he looked like it. It was method acting. Yeah. Um, yes. No, but they, and, it, and it's the first big blow up that we see um, between him and somebody yeah. where, uh, you know, he's, he's having the scene with Yossi and they're going back and forth screaming at each other. And um, it's the first person to quit him. And it's the first person that uh, and that's that's when that line happened, which is kind of fascinating. Yep. yep. Anxiety Simulator starring Adam Sandler. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll tell the story in the in the after party about when I took an edible and watched this and uh, yeah, <laughs> sound like it, right? sounds like the opposite of a good time. <laughs> it was a bad time. Since it was a bad time. <laughs> Ever had a panic attack? This was on point. Imagine one that's two hours long and features Adam Sandler. <laughs> I had that once watching um uh Happy Gilmore. I thought you were gonna say you had it once when like Adam Sandler like walked up to you in person and you're gonna tell us a story about partying with Adam Sandler at a hotel or something. <laughs> uh, no, I've not partied with Adam Sandler. So. <laughs> Sip on your drink every time someone says fuck. That was I did that the third time when I watched this movie and I died. Of, of <laughs> 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 I, I had to go. I had to pause the movie, go to the liquor store, buy another bottle. And yep. uh, you know, keep keep going. <laughs> Do you know how hard it is to ride your bike drunk? <laughs> the colors in this movie are so fucking beautiful. It's like looking into a cool ID scope. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. I, no, four movies. I, I like eight four movies almost always have beautiful colors in them. I, like I noticed. Like that's like their uh, go to aesthetic. How Green Knight didn't get a nomination for uh cinematography and uh, it's beyond me because it's it's a gorgeous movie but it's another holy shit i'm gonna come uh moment in that movie right i didn't see that scene and <laughs> it's good it's good I, I wouldn't mind covering it on this show but i, I think i didn't i don't think it got its due but it's a good movie oh look adam sandler can act when he wants to <laughs> and yeah it's true he can uncut yeah. craft no, you just got to give him the good material. <laughs> if I were him, I wouldn't have done any of that. What the hell? What the half? That's why we do it, folks. That's why we do it. Those are the letterbox one-liners for Uncut Gems. Please follow the show. Uh, Moving Next Travaganza, which is Forrest over there, your host, Arno. With five exclamation points, yeah. Uh, I know. I know. <laughs> I, of course, am Coda Neutron. You may follow me on Letterbox as well. I'm all over that place. Uh, J. Andrew Furby Bling World, uh, right about now, too. You can uh, follow him and see whatever it is he's up to and whatever it is he's watching. It's, it's, I don't even know what I'm watching sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I'm, like, up. I'm like, what the hell? It's got it's got uh, Malcolm McDowell and how back can it be? Oh. Fantastic. That bad. Uh, okay. <laughs> as it turns out. Uh, uh, and of course, just Safety's Muse. I'm Christina. Log in all the Johnny Depp movies, hound or non-hound uh, related. No, <laughs> Whoa, hello there. Of course, Letterboxd, the place for film. Andrew World. Furby Bling. What's up? I had a, a, a joke to make about the Malcolm McDowell thing, and I thought about it like one second too late, and I was going to say uh, a suck work orange, but 
There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I watched last night. How can we tell after hours? I'll tell you. Yes. you uh, no, hey, if you're watching us right now on Twitch and you can't subscribe, um, if you can't uh, subscribe with money and you have an Amazon Prime account, you can subscribe for free. And that really does help us out. So please consider doing that. If you're watching us over on YouTube, please do the YouTube things. Like, subscribe, uh, comment. Um, watch this video to the end. I know it's a big ask, but you get that dope-ass song at the end. So go for it. Um, a bunch of people did with another round, apparently. So that's <laughs> Yeah, great. <laughs> um, okay, okay. <laughs> if you are tired of watching this with your eyeballs. or First you all, how dare you? <laughs> yes. and, you know especially with all this great lighting i have now um exactly. but but uh you know you you really want to appreciate those awkward silences <laughs> <laughs> lola you need to chill out yeah. um this is a prime <laughs> example of what andy is talking about they will have no idea what's like what's happening we started laughing for no reason <laughs> you're like oh, oh andy must be tanking especially hard uh you know this, <laughs> right. this Yes, but you could do a it's podcast a version of this wherever you find your podcast and be wondering what it is we're laughing about this time. Exactly. And we also have a Patreon. You know, hit up the Patreon. Um, are we still are we still doing 50 subscribers? We're going to do some stupid-ass movie? We're doing yeah. Morbius. I did not agree to that, to be clear. <laughs> it's Morbius yeah, time. I mean, you just said yeah. that while I was on tour, and it was like... We're, we're, stalled, out at, we're stalled out at 20, though, so I, I don't know uh, how, you know, it might be. <laughs> yeah, we, we we might we might move the uh to, to a different Jared Leto film. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that uh that montage of every time Jared Leto's died in the film though. Mm. Yeah, I watched a horror movie expecting him to die recently and he lived. Oh, that's disappointing. That's, that's, that was that the horror. Was, that was, that was, that was, <laughs> that was truly the horror of the film. <laughs> I was, was going to say that's how you knew it was a horror movie is what I was going to exactly. say. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, speaking of helping everybody out, uh, Christina, you have a uh, Twitch show, which you do yes. lots of twitching. No, you don't yes. twitch. I twitch <laughs> too much. You do lots of twitching. Yeah? That's it, too huh? much. Oh. <laughs> and I got a dog right now with me, so be good, girl Lola. You do lots of twitching. That's what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Busy yeah, twitching over there. It's twitching over there. Um, <laughs> so you got anything twitch. interesting coming up this week? Uh, apparently, Sam Cedar reacted to Glenn Greenwald like bullshit. So it's like an almost hour long movie. So we're gonna or hour long video. So we're gonna watch that. Oh. That does not sound fun. <laughs> no, and I want to reach my sub goal, which I never do, but whatever. Well, subscribe to her channel. It'll be awesome. Uh, there, there's there's lots of great content, and uh, Christina is always very knowledgeable on whatever subject she happens to cover. So, you know, please um, help her out over there. And she also Take has a her Patreon. word for it. She's online. <laughs> yeah. Um, she, she also has a Patreon, uh, you know, so you can um, get all the bonus content you want of, uh, of, uh, Josh Safi's, uh, muse and, yeah. uh, you know, uh, uh, help her out. Mm -hmm. Um, also we have, uh, Conan Neutron has a protonic reversal over there. And, uh, who you got coming up this week? Uh, Dan Kabinsky of Dekreutzen. Is that oh. a legendary punk rock band from, <clears throat> from Milwaukee, actually. I've had uh, Keith Brammer on the show previously, but yeah, it should be should be a good one. It's uh, he's got a he's got a new thing called Dead Finger. It's good. It's uh, should be a good episode. Oh, it sounds like fun. And um, you got Action Chief. 
I get it right? Yes. Action chief. You, you it's it's got it right. all the action you want. It's got all the chiefs you want. Exactly. You know, listen, people, you got to go to Bandcamp and check it out. The only product you'll um, ever need. Honestly, so Look, it's most, really good uh, stuff. So, you know. most, uh, most tribes, you know, they're, they're, they're not all chiefs, but you know, this one, all chiefs. It's, it's crazy. It's a, it's yes. a, the, the agenda is action. Yes. And the solos. Yeah, and if you, you're probably hearing my cat upstairs. He is very angry that the sun has set. So he is crying right now. Texas um, violence is about to break out right now. Yes. Uh, but the, you, uh, you also have a Patreon too. Um, and uh, with your Patreon, you get episodes of Protonic Reversal early. So, um, yes. you know, uh, please support support his show. Um, a bunch of people did that for the Stefan Edgerton episode, which uh, thank you for folks that oh, fantastic. are watching or listening to this and are also doing that. Everyone else, go to hell. No. <laughs> Kidding. That one person? Yeah, you're, you're exactly. exactly. <laughs> All right. That's I, I need a dangerous nomenclature uh, vinyl for Conutron Secret Friends coming soon, too. Um, oh, yes. Thank you so. for that, because I don't have that on my list. I was going to say, the one person that knows that you both host a, a, a movie podcast and Protonic that listens to Protonic is the one person <laughs> that's like, yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and and those are the plugs. Um, <laughs> Woo! thanks andy all right we finished that in a tight 10 minutes i i, I appreciate it um <laughs> it was a uh, time for a bathroom break but that's fine it helps <laughs> being lit you know what i'm saying always, it always helps people you can actually uh see the plugs um but i want to <laughs> give uh you know christina the first uh the first chance to give us the old uh final thoughts final thoughts so when I first heard that this film was going to be a thing, I was like, I actually had an instinct that this would be a actually really good Adam Sandler film. Hmm. And so when I finally watched it, I was like, yeah, this is beyond a really good Adam Sandler film. This is a fantastic Adam Sandler film. And it still pisses me the fuck off that he didn't really get many like awards. Cause usually he's always nominated for Razzies left and right. But uh, I think, you know, the cinematography, the pacing, the plot, everything could be quite relatable to people who have, like, severe gambling addictions. I do hope that uh, Adam Sandler continues to produce and star in films similar to Uncut Gems. Because, I mean, maybe Hollywood would take him seriously if he actually starts producing more good content, but I know he said he was going to start producing more shitty content. If he didn't get nominated for an Oscar, that was a joke or not, but with him, you don't know. <laughs> Either way, he backed it up. But yes, uh, 11 <laughs> out of 10, Aka Jams. Yes, indeed. Yes, yes. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know if that was a, a threat or a, <laughs> that's a promise. It's a threat or a promise, either one, yeah. If I don't get an Oscar nomination, I'm going to you do 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 another six movies. <laughs> Crank them out. Um, <laughs> I would do so much really it's so astounding. Much, so much the, more. Dumb, <laughs> the dumber they get, the more people seem to like them, which is just, it just tells you everything you need about society. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's depressing. But uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I like some Adam Sandler films. I don't like other ones. So like, I don't know. I'm just, yeah, it's fine. I'm just fence sitting. <laughs> um, uh, Conan, let's hear those final thoughts. 
Yeah, man. So, uh, you know, this is still fantastic. It's uh, I think I called it bottled anxiety in film form. I, you know, Sandler, as I mentioned, is just absolutely remarkable in this. It's career best, like yet no Oscar nominations because, you know, I think a lot of people just didn't watch it. They felt like they knew what it was. And I, I stand by that assessment. I think it's too bad because I think the, I think the man deserves some acclaim because it's a hell of a performance. Uh, and I think history is going to remember it fondly. And I think that that's something that no matter how many Hoobie Halloweens he cranks out, like there's always going to be your punch drunk loves. There's always going to be your uncut gems. And, uh, you know, I think it's a great film. And I, I was was blown away by by the first time. And I actually think I like it better the second time. So happy to be covering it. And, uh, yeah, happy to have the discussion. You know what I was just thinking about? The first time I uh, heard of Good Time, like their, like their first movie. Um, was on an NPR show and they played a clip and you do not get the same effect from playing a clip of one of their movies like because uh, it was I mean right. you know it's NPR so it's radio so it's like yeah. just the audio I was like I don't know what am I listening to what, what is this what's, what's, what's actually <laughs> happening right now is, is this like the black box on or something yeah <laughs> and but that, then I then I the went and like I watched it because I was like I want to know what's going on in this it sounds interesting yeah. it sounds <laughs> but uh. Jay Underworld, Furby Bling, let's hear those final thoughts. Furby Bling! <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna completely disagree with Christina because it's not just it's not a it's not a good Adam Sandler movie. It's just a good movie. Like like you know to, to take out you know if if uh, it, it doesn't matter that you know putting saying it's a good Adam Sandler movie is like saying like oh little Nicky's a good Adam Sandler movie. Yeah, that's a good Adam Sandler movie. But this movie is just a good movie. <laughs> And um, Phantom of the Opera, man. That movie was Sorry. already existed. <laughs> Sorry, Andy. I'm going to go in there. <laughs> it's Hanukkah. It's Hanukkah once again. And it's time for me to. <laughs> and, you know, the other thing, too, is, is uh, the one thing that, that really was believable about his character that, that did actually become Adam Sandler at the same time was identifying Jewish people because he had the Hanukkah song, which that's all, that was the joke is he's just like, you know, um, just listing off people who are Jewish. And apparently that was funny in the mid nineties. Uh, <laughs> the standards were far lower. This is, yeah, this, this, is, this is the name. This is the name that it sounds very Jewish. So I'm going to. And you could spend the dream with Captain Kirk and Mr. Spock, both Jewish. No, um, anyways, it's the only line I know. <laughs> It's a, it's a I mean, it's an, it's an acting style that not goes well. On, it, it goes well on SNL. Maybe not so well in uh, in, in movies when you have to watch it for a full ninety minutes. <laughs> ninety minutes of just which is which is probably what the Academy voters thought it was. They're probably like, ah, it's just him naming Jews for ninety minutes. He <laughs> only does it for like ten seconds, and they're like, they're stuck in Africa. That that's the only that's the only clip they saw. They're like, he's just naming Jews again. Uncut Jews. I don't want to see it. <laughs> but aren't all Jews uncut? <laughs> I think the lack of air in this room has finally killed my brain. <laughs> Welcome to our new subscribers. <laughs> Hope you know what you got yourself in for. But yeah, is that uh, is that all you want to throw out there? Pretty much, like yeah, no, it really is a truly beautiful movie. That score, that score, the score. Oh my God. I don't talk about the score. The score Perfect. was just so beautiful, and like, like honestly, it, even if there was like another two hours, 
of just them staring off into a gym with that score. <laughs> yeah. I, I would be totally down for that. Um, really, uh, really evokes. I, th- I think I mentioned Thief, like t- the Tangerine Dream score in Thief, like that kind of uh, that, that kind of those yeah, kind of yeah, vibe. There were moments uh, where it's like their uh, their score for uh, Legend too. You know, like, like yeah, like, yeah, like, like like it was really. Uh, you know, it was it was more than just being ambient. It, it, it was a little, yeah. you know, th- there were times where, you know, and I mean, that's what scores are like. Sometimes they're a little, little ambient because that's what's needed, you know, just kind of set the mood. But sometimes you need a little something more. And this had it. I mean, like, like it, it was all there. Uh, that, it, also, that, it also didn't. I mean, a lot of the score was pretty uh, like, I mean, it was kind of ambient or like mellow. And then it's like the action on stage or on, I mean, on screen. Wow. The action on screen was like right in your fucking face while the music behind it was like mellow enough that not that I didn't notice it. Cause I definitely did, but like, but it, it they realize that you don't have to add. Uh, it doesn't have to be, I think. Which, so what I would say you're probably thinking of is that it doesn't have to be foregrounded in the way that we yeah. think of like so many like scores are just like, it's like right up in your face, like doing that Hans Zimmer thing or whatever. And, and like, it's, it does its thing and builds tension where there needs to be tension built and like creates a sense of unease now and again, but it's, it's like surreptitious and it creeps up on you. So it works in conjunction, believe it or not with the film crazy concept, right? Yeah. One, one moment I think is kind of uh, uh, like is definitely that is um, when he's walking down the street and there's like, there's the music that's playing at the beginning with the gem and it's kind of just yeah. like in the background or whatever. And it almost seems like a TV show or something where they're like, you know, it's like that kind of like light kind of, almost sitcom uh ambient mm-hmm. music and and then like it takes you right into the fucking anxiety inducing parts of this because that's like the one mo- part of the movie that isn't uh <laughs> you're just confused i mean I, I, I guess the first scene is when the guy has his like the bone in his leg or whatever like sticking out and is screaming yeah, but, like, like, am i watching that... raiders of the lost ark is this the right film i thought this was about a jeweler <laughs> <laughs> uncut uncut legs you know that's the movie i wanted to watch but uh but but you got cut legs and uncut gems <laughs> Well, that was the only gem that was uncut throughout this movie. To, to like, that's the only yeah. one that they kept as a rock, which is not usually what they do. They usually bring it and they cut it and they circumcise the rock. You know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So my my last uh, quote that I wanted to say is, uh, "Let's fucking bet on this." 